This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. The Laborers International Union of North America, Local Union 332, is proud to be the title sponsor of the inaugural Legends of Labor Hall of Fame Ceremony, honoring the life and career of the legendary Samuel Staten Sr., Mr. Staten is widely regarded as one of the greatest labor leaders in American history. The principles of hard work, honor, and integrity that he embodied continue to define the membership of Laborers Local 332. Right, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome everybody to the first, the inaugural Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction. I want to introduce... Uh, our team and, and, and our organization. Uh, my name is Joe Dockery. We've got Joe Krause. We've got the, the, the entire crew, Nick and, and, and Chris, and, and of course, Frank Keel. We comprise the Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210. We've been doing it for nine years. And Philadelphia, and, and of course, I want to thank uh, Sam Staten Jr., Ryan Boyer, Malik Staten, the entire uh, Staten family, of course, the members of Local 332. Labor's Local 332, uh, for making all this possible. Um, this is the beginning of a historical uh, initiative. Philadelphia has been the greatest labor region in the country. We didn't wake up that way. It, it, we didn't lick it from the bricks, like my grandmother would say. We've had the greatest labor leadership across the country. That is what makes our union community what it is. When you look at those big buildings, you look at the jobs, the wages, obviously the conditions that we, that we uh, benefit from every day. Look at Ryan, look at Sam Jr., look at Sam Sr. I want to tell you how this uh, initiative got started. We've been talking about it for a long time, and uh, you know our leadership is what got us where we are. My father... Uh, was a labor leader for 40 years, and upon his passing, I got several calls about, you know, individual. They wanted to, 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 to who knew him, uh, wanted to honor him, and we talked, and, and, and then, the, and then the, the picture got larger. Joe Kraus, Frank Keel, and I, as as the pro labor uh, broadcast media in the city, started talking about the importance of honoring and recognizing our labor leadership, not just our current labor leadership, but the labor leadership, uh, our current, our past, our future. And we put together a list, and it was a large list when we started the initiative. And I wish this could have been there because each one of us left the meeting and we, you know, we had a large, and we did a second meeting, Joe Krause, Frank Keel, and myself, and we came in and when we laid it out, and there were literally, I mean, almost 100 labor leaders from today, from yesterday, and at the top of that list was Sam Staten Sr. On all three of our lists, it was the easiest choice we ever made. So we're here. I've said this many times. My father was a labor leader for, for 40 years in the city, and I had... I was a young dude and, and, you know, just learning the ropes. And I had heard Sam Sr.'s name dozens and dozens of times. As somebody my dad really respected. 
and I got the opportunity to meet him finally. I mean, literally 20 years, 20 years after I first heard his name. It was an awesome experience. We were in Atlantic City, and I remember I, had had, I was at a booth, and I did not know the labor leaders were coming in, and I knew most of the guys, but I had always wanted to meet Sam. And there he was, right there. I felt like, and it, 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 I, I love Bruce Springsteen. I told, uh, I told Sam Jr. this story. It was better than if Bruce Springsteen walked in the room. It was awesome. And he was cooler and, and, and more gracious than I could have imagined. So we're here today to celebrate the legacy, the career of a historical labor leader, somebody who made a difference in lives across the Delaware Valley, across the country, in our labor movement, in his community, on the political front. But we're, we're here to celebrate it, but we're all, this is also to educate our, current, our, our union members, but also the labor leaders of tomorrow, to inspire them, to be an example for them, to show where we came from and where we're going. Of course, Sam... Junior and, and, and uh, Ryan Boyer, Butch Bennett, Malik, and all the labor leaders in this room right now um, are phenomenal legacies to something that Sam State and Senior created years ago. So we all benefit from what he did, and we will continue uh, to benefit from his legacy. So uh, on behalf of the, the Philly labor, pro-labor uh, uh, broadcast media. I want I want to welcome everybody here. After the after we do the broadcast, and you're all going to be able to hear it. We're going to do a little ceremony. We got a, a you know a, a beautiful tribute, and so just enjoy yourself. On behalf of Sam State and Senior, I'm Joe Doherty. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT WPHT HD WOGL HD show with J. Doc and Krause, presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to what will be, J. Doc, an absolutely, absolutely incredible uh, show as we broadcast to you on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. This is our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. And you know, Jay Doc, as you were giving your remarks, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think that we've been at it for nine years doing the uh, labor show. And, and over the course of that nine years, we've been the voice of labor. Well, the voice of labor just got a lot louder today, and I am so blown away uh, by being in this room. Yeah, Joe, this is a, a, a historic day, and um, we've talked about this for a long time. We've had the opportunity <clears throat> to have a lot of our great labor leaders on the program. Ryan Borg was our co-host for a decent amount of time, and uh, this is historic because we get the opportunity to pay homage, uh, to celebrate, to memorialize um, one of the great labor leaders in our history, and we get to do it in, in, in a room surrounded by his family, friends, and those who lay witness to uh, his greatness and the difference that he made and continues to make uh, 
to this day. And so uh, I'm ecstatic to be here, Joe. This is a big day. And uh, this. And by the way, what I'm really glad is we get to celebrate it on radio to the entire Delaware Valley. We have a great group. Joe, you always say radio is, is theater of the mind. Well, I wish everybody could be in this room right now in this celebration. It's second to none. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'll set the table for the listening audience coming up on this special broadcast here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll kick off uh, the live show with Sam. State and Junior, who will open up the segment. In uh, segment two, Sam will be with us for the uh, entire broadcast. Ryan Boyer uh, will join us. And then following Ryan, Malik, Sta- uh, Malik Staten will join us. And then Corey Robinson, Tony Lewis, Robert Polson, and Judge Lonnie Dumas will be with us. Or is it Lori Dumas? Judge Lori Dumas will be with us. So we've got a full lineup. Uh, J-Doc, that kind of puts an exclamation point on why we were here. It puts an exclamation point uh, on this celebration. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, it's my pleasure and honor and privilege to bring into the program uh, Sam Staten, Jr. Sam, how are you, sir? I'm great. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank my members, family, and friends for being here today on this great occasion. Um, everybody here knew my dad. He, he loved y'all. This was all his life right here. So thank you for being here. And Sam, you know, you, you lay witness to, um, you know, you're in a front row seat to, to history in a sense. Um, what would your father think of, of, of today? Wow. You know, my, my dad was a people person. Um, and he didn't do it for glory or fame. He did it because it came from his heart. And so for us, it's, it's really fitting that people recognize it. I'm just amazed that, you know, he passed in 2016 until this day, people still saying his name. <laughs> Sam, well said. And one of the things that's awesome is, is that this is the, you know, this is the inaugural Hall of Fame, okay? And when, when we, you know, one of the th- what I've heard over the decades um, was what an innovator he was and somebody who um, really... Uh, a lot of the things that he put into action, politically, community-based, there um, are things we do today, and and also build on. Talk talk about um, you know what type of innovator he was and uh, what his greatest strengths were as a labor leader, uh, because they, believe it or not, there are colleges right now, universities that study labor leaders, and, and we know because we're in the, in the presence of greatness right now. And of course, the, in the, the legacies of greatness. But these uh, these professors, they actually study individuals to see how they they lead men and women to make those decisions to take us into the future. Sometimes those decisions are not easy. Sometimes the, the, the membership might not like what they hear. But you need to have somebody strong enough to be able to lead them through the good times, the tough times, into the future. Talk about what made your dad great. Well, I can start right here at this local union. Um, from my inception of coming into the union, um, my dad was always the leader in everything he did. Uh, even though he had a boss, he always took the initiative to think of things to do. Uh, we used to have a building where the park is across the street that collapsed in 1980, and we moved into this building. Um, even with our pension fund, there were times when the seniors didn't want a pension. They wanted all their money in the envelope. And he would say, no, you got to think about when you're going to get older, 
when you're not no longer able to do this work, what you do. And through that, our pension plan was created here. And at the end of the day, it was more of they now thinking him because it is real. When you retire, you got to have money to live off. Cost of living don't change. It goes higher and higher. So for, for me, that was important because I'm the beneficiary of that now. A lot of members that retired you now is the beneficiary of that now, of that kind of work. Him also was, was the kind of person, excuse me, got me my nose running, um, to bring people together, such as the building trades. I mean, this local union have meant so much to him. Not to mention, this is the mother local. This local was was created first, and then four other locals came out of this local um, back in in the, in the 60s and, and 70s um, that made our district council. But that's the kind of person he was, bringing people. And I'll tell you, he had a love for this organization like no other. I mean, as many nights we was here, staying because he would stay up all night talking to members. And we couldn't go home until the last one left. <laughs> we had to be right here it, it, with him. Um, but that's how much he cared about this organization and the members that he served. And today you look at the fruit of what he started and it's continued to happen is so great. I mean, again, within the, even within the building trades, we are so much as a close unit because of things he's done bringing us together, just to being that kind of person that know how to talk to people and bring them together without a lot of violence or tough talk. He was a quiet-mannered person, but when he spoke, people listened. It's our special Hall of Fame induction show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, Sam, outside of uh, this packed house, uh, there are so many people that will consume and listen to this live show. They will listen to the broadcast, and they won't know who Sam Staten Sr. was. They won't understand the power uh, of, of who he and what he meant. Talk to that audience for a moment. Give them a good visual uh, of Sam. You know, uh, my dad, like I, like I said, he, he is a quiet kind of person. Um, he was born in a large family. Um, he had like 16 brothers and sisters. And everybody, everybody looked at him as the big brother. And he set an example for them um, Everywhere he went, even in this, with this local union, he made, us, he made us go out and do community service work so people could understand who we were and that we gave back. Um, and we understand sometimes being a boss, you get all the credit, but it's the soldiers and the people that work for you that, that does the hard work. And we understand. And I think everybody had a lot of respect for him to do whatever he needed us to do, good and bad, because everything wasn't always good. Sometimes we had to do some bad stuff to get where we were, but at the end of the day, it made it better for everyone because of his leadership. So, you know, as a family man, he's family first. As a union, members were second. He took himself to be third because he valued the opportunity he had to serve. He valued that he had, you know, he often talked to me about the founder, which Mr. Harry Murray talked to him years ago. And he didn't at that time knew he would come out to be the leader of the union. But it was a person like that in the 1920s and the 30s and 40s that made this union possible that he said, I'm going to do everything I can to maintain. And he had did a great job, passed it on to us. 
and my responsibility is to make sure I pass it on to the next generation so we can continue the good work that he started. One quick follow-up, Sam. Do you find yourself on a daily basis in awe of what was done by your father? Awe is not the word. It's another word defined. That's not the word. Because he was a living example of what union should be. He's a living example of what family should be. Because he was that big brother. He was that father to a lot of us. Um, that the way he carried himself. People respected him all over the country. Uh, all over the city. I mean, everybody came in contact with him left with a good feeling. And Sam, let's, let, let's talk about some of the innovations that... To, you know, what he did politically, being able, you know, understanding that that's where our labor community, you know, that's a, a big part of who we are to, to, to influence and to organize politically and to educate politically so that our labor leaders um, and our political leaders understood, obviously, what we were about. When we started the labor show, we were, you know, we were about educating the public. We're doing the same thing right now in our legacy and our history. But talk about um, those things that he put in, into effect that really we, we, you know, we are still building on. I, I would start off with our first black mayor, W. Wilson Good. We were the only union that supported W. Wilson Good when he ran to be the mayor of the city of Philadelphia. And the other building trades wanted us to not. And we said two factors. And number one, he's a black candidate. Number one, he's two, he's smart. And number three, we're not just going to follow people just because. And when he won, everybody was amazed. And I think that was the real beginning of our involvement with politics. We started realizing how much power we had in numbers. When members support you and come out and vote and work on the polls for you to make sure we get our candidates elected. And once we start doing that, other unions start following. Other candidates start coming to us, asking us our blessing to run because they knew we put people on the street and we were sincere and we wouldn't back up. When I said we wouldn't back up, we would fight it. we had to fight to make sure we got our vote in and make sure our members got their vote in. We weren't afraid to challenge the system. So that was one of the things, great things he'd done. Gives that motivation to say, hey, it can be done. Even the Democratic Party start realizing that the work we were doing, we didn't need party representation. Most of the candidates we ran, we ran without their support and won because our members came out and did the work in the street to get the job done. So, you know, that was the determination he had to make sure that everybody got a fair shot, shot when they was running for office. So when you talk about the politics, after that, there's nobody running, didn't come through here to get the blessings of Local 332 and District Council to run. And, and, and well, uh, Jay, let me take our first break. Well done and well stated and a great uh, segue for us to take our first commercial break. This is the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show on the other side of the break. Ryan Boyer will join us back in a moment. 
the members of Steamfitters Union Local 420 are proud to honor the late, great Samuel Staten Sr. in tonight's first Legends of Labor Hall of Fame ceremony. Mr. Staten was a nationally renowned and respected labor leader who spent more than half a century defending the rights of working families. Sam also had the unique ability to bring all sides together for the common good of the labor movement. He defined the term legend. Sam's contributions to the Philadelphia labor community will never be forgotten. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, we are uh, thrilled to be here. Our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show, J-Doc, and we've got a great uh, guest joining us, and I'll I'll let you do the introductions uh, for Ryan uh, who will do the next segment with us. we got a great guest list. I also got a great question from somebody in the audience, which we'll put out uh, to Sam a little bit later in the broadcast. So uh, it's going to be an energized uh, broadcast. Uh, one that I tell you, I, I, I mentioned to uh, Sam and asked him if he was in awe, and awe was not the right word um, as a description. But I will tell you, as I sit here myself personally, I am in awe. Yeah. Uh, of this room. I am in awe of everybody that is here. A real treat for me to be here. Yeah, Joe, it, it, like I said, it's you know it's a part of history, and, and I'm ecstatic to bring into the broadcast. Speaking of a part of history, uh, uh, the, the business manager of the Philadelphia Building Trades Council, uh, Ryan Boyer. Ryan, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Welcome welcome back. You know, we yeah, used that's to do right. this every Saturday, man. That, it was a labor of love. Yeah, it, it, it was. Let me just uh, kind of give the give the audience a little bit we well ryan was the co-host of the labor show we would bring food in uh before and we would critique the food i was about 150 pounds when brian started off of the broadcast and that was one of my favorite <laughs> crowd joe Krause doesn't let us eat on the on the, on the set but he had to make exceptions for the boss uh-huh. i gained about 50 pounds on that thank you know and now we're doing video. Thank you, Joe. Ryan, um, first of all, welcome back, my friend. And, and uh, this is a historic day uh, and, and, uh, and broadcast. I love the fact that we get to celebrate it on air with the entire Delaware Valley. Um, as uh, the first African-American uh, business manager of the Philadelphia Building Trades, um, that's a part of history. Uh, and, and you're doing a phenomenal job. But talk about the influence that Sam Staten Sr. had on you and your career as a labor leader. If it wasn't for Sam, there would be no me. You know, I, I, I can't help but to think right now, my own father's smiling at us and, and so proud that, that, that uh, we are celebrating the life and the legacy of Sam Staten Sr., uh, Talk about... Uh, Let me just finish. Sure, please. please. My father was my hero. My guy. And he was my father's hero. That tell you how heavy he was. All these people here on a Saturday morning. Some retired. Some not even in the movement anymore. Yet they wanted to be here. This isn't compulsory. They got up. They wanted to be here. That's the legacy. I am proud that in football they have coaching trees. You know, they say that, you know, right. Lombardi has his coaching tree, you know, Dungy. I'm so proud to be from the Sam State and Senior coaching tree. Absolutely. 
and it was all about family. So happy to see my oldest brother here, my son. It's family. It's all it is. How do we help families? We have very sophisticated business plans in this world. You say that people study labor leaders. Sam was extremely complicated yet simple. How do we help families better themselves? Never cower, never be afraid to help families. That's what this is about. It's not a selfishness. It's an endeavor to help families, even when they don't even understand that you're helping them. And as Sam said, people argue. Oh, I'm going to save my money. We don't need an annuity. We don't need a pension. I'll save it better. That's until they retire and they get the check. And it's nothing but hugs then. That's vision. And that, and Brian, I, I was going to say that. As a visionary... Oh, it's no, listen, that's a vision to take care of people when you're long gone. He's been gone since 2016. We're still signing pension checks today. Absolutely. We, we still have real estate around here. Some of the most expensive real estate in the city of Philadelphia is 19123. We own multiple parcels here. Just the legacy never stops. Creating a training facility with Mr. Harbor Sr. That was monumental. You're talking about 1982, teaching and making sure that we have the best quality trained workforce in the industry in 82. It's everybody has them now, but everybody didn't have them in 1982. And they sure wasn't smart enough to get 103 acres on Route 30 in Exton, Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when you talk about visionary, that, that, that's a word that sticks uh, in the front of my mind when I think about Sam Staten Sr. Obviously, you're on the front lines now, uh, Sam Jr. And, and, and Ryan Boyer at the highest levels. Is there ever, and, and, and it's not always rosy on a daily basis. People still push back on us, okay? You know, we've had the pandemic, and uh, I, always, I swore that after the pandemic, the, the, the lines, uh, you know, for, you know for, to get jobs would be, every, you know what I mean, like around the corner. But people do not want to work at jobs anymore with, with, with not living wages, with low wages, with, with um, no benefits, with no safety standards or anything like that. What you gentlemen do on a daily basis is, I always say this, be, the difference between being in a union and not is the difference in having a career and a job, okay? What Sam Staten Sr. created and as his legacy, the thousands of lives, thousands, and it multiplies on a daily, and you pick it up on a daily basis. Talk about that responsibility, and do sometimes when people push back still on us, the great things that labor leaders like yourself do, do you ever think, what would Sam Sr. do in this situation? All the time. Well, yes, you know, fight. <laughs> fight. That was his middle name, fight. Um, I'd always use... Uh, the word crazy because now we kind of keep it in our back pocket. But back then, we had it out on a regular basis because anytime we had to get crazy, we did for the sake of the membership 
and moving us forward. Um, today we get more respect um, because of the hard work that was done to lay the ground, the work and the foundation that he, he laid. Um, he and his senior people along with him did the, all the hard work. We, we've been the benefits of it. And I think me and Ryan's job is to maintain to make sure that people behind us get the same opportunities that was given us. And that's is the foundation for, for us we're concerned with the job that my dad did uh, in determining that we need pension, we need health benefits, we need a training school. Because when you think about the training school, it's really, really important because it gives people opportunity for a career. You can come out of high school, have a place to come to really learn a trade um, and take care of feed your family. That was to my visionary. Again, it wasn't always everybody agreed with the first one. There were some battles at the table. Some people think we don't need no training. You know, training for what? Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, when the training came and we took advantage of it, now look at us today. Absolutely. I, I think that one of you, you asked uh, Sam Jr. a question. The one attribute that I think of when I think of Sam State and Senior is not one that immediately comes to mind unless you were with him. Listened. He was a master, active listener. He listened to all the information and he did not make a decision until he had all of the available information. So his decision making may have appeared to be slow, but it was always precise. That is, as sometimes an impetuous, hot blooded male. I, I hearken back to that when I say, what was Sam do? Let me listen. Let me recalibrate my steps. Did I hear from every available piece of information so that the decision I make that's going to affect all these lives, that I have all of the information and not just a piece of the information? Ryan, is that's that, how you fight strategically. Is that your model today? You're leading the building trades. You're Absolutely. dealing with those decisions Dealing with that pushback, is that your model? Absolutely. I have some of the smartest and brightest people in the room. Why wouldn't I listen to a Butch Bennett? Why wouldn't I listen to the people? You, when people leave their, in their, their local unions here, they go be international presidents. We have a labor movement. And if you look at all those labor leaders, Sam was par excellence with all of them. They would all tell you that he was their boss. Not a term to use loosely amongst men. It was a term of endearment because he put in the work. These are some of the, the most alpha males that you ever want to see. Oh, yeah. That don't kowtow to anyone. Your father being one of them. Yeah. I sat next to him. Yeah. And they would come in and they would say, how are you doing, boss? Out of a sign of respect. Not weakness. Oh, respect. Yeah. Honor. And nobility. He rolled with a nobility that I used to see as a little kid. He and Mr. Parham roll up with the hats and the, you know, old school oh, labor yeah. leaders, man. Oh, yeah. You wanted to, and you felt that they cared about their community. And Sam and I, I say, you talk about the responsibility. I wish I could just be a labor leader. That would be an easy job. But when you also represent the African-American community that has very few institutions and you become it, you're it. And you're on every day. Right. And is it heavy? Yes. 
but it's something that we signed up for and Sam Senior prepared us for it. Absolutely, and, 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 and leadership is, uh, it, greatness is a word that is overused a lot. And uh, not, not in this case, and in the legacy that grows on a daily basis. You talk about the apprentice program, okay? One of the great things about the apprentice program is this is a, a program that is, has the value of a college education, but the union pays for it, okay? We have the op, it's why when, when uh, the employer calls, when you're thinking of union or non-union, somebody gets sick on a job or somebody gets, you know, it goes on vacation, you call the union hall, and you get a qualified individual back, and it's unlimited. It's it's our what we call our advantage. It's, it, it 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 gives us the opportunity to, to to have project labor agreements and make sure that we're, we can always man a job. Um, you know, you, you you think about the impact of a Sam State and senior. What what are your what are your fondest memories uh, about Sam? And I'm going I'm going to ask Ryan first. My fondest memory of Sam. It's too, one is too personal, I'll cry. But the second one is he taught me about brotherhood. The air conditioning was broken in the union hall. I was the treasurer. I had to give financial reports. I had to talk. And I was parched. And the maintenance guy said, you want some water? And I was going to take the water. And Sam said, do you have water for everybody in here? And he said, no. He said, well, none of us will take water. That day, being a Muslim, he gave light to the saying of the prophet that you want for your brother what you want for yourself. That's brother. Sam, one of the, we get the opportunity to, 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 to meet a lot of labor leaders, a lot of young labor leaders. One of the things I learned from my dad and from your dad is, and, and it's right along these lines is, always family first but members it's about the union and the members a lot of young labor leaders who don't understand they make the mistake of and i've seen it across you know across the land on occasion i'm i'm out of iron workers local 401 and so uh, individuals that come into the movement and it's about them okay the great labor leaders stand up before their membership and the members know that that individual cares about them and the union, union first, and that every interest, every every decision they make is 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 for the benefit of the members, and it starts there. Talk about that, Sam. I, I want to say that um, they did a survey here one union meeting, uh, talking about the agents and the business manager. Um, and what they liked and what they disliked about them. And when he pulled my name out the head, somebody said, he don't smile. <laughs> he always walk around looking mean, <laughs> like he gonna hurt something. And I, I know he a good guy. And when I felt that, I said, wow, that's not the perception I wanna have to the members. But at that time, what they didn't understand is that we was going through a lot of turmoil in the house with, with People trying to rush my dad, and da, da, da. so I always had to be in a posture ready to hurt something. That's what I felt. If somebody was to touch a hair on him, I was done. So, but at the same time, I didn't want to feel like I wasn't approachable. So I had to work on that. I had to say, look. So when I found myself seeing people, I put a smile, I grabbed them, I hugged them, 
And it got to be genuine because I said, wow, that felt good. Because people care about you. And that's what the greatest attribute by my dad. He cared and loved people. It didn't matter what you had because even with the opposition, he would shake their hand and smile. I'm in the background with a frown. Like, you touch him, you do something crazy, I'm going crazy. But he showed me that now you kill with kindness. And that's what he good at, killing with kindness. Because he'd get right behind me and tell me, I know the joker. I know he wasn't this and that. He said, but I had to do what I had to do because I want to win him over. Well, that's not the path to go. That's not the path to go. Go this way. This is the right way to go. And it means showing you something, I still love you, and it's good. And that's another thing that I'm finding a lot in, within the trades. They walk around with their chest out. They don't show the members that they really care, some of them. You have to show that you care. You have a job. You make money. When a person's out of work, they don't want to see, see that. They want to know that you're humble, that you see, you understand, and you feel what they feel. And that's what we have done here. We have brother sisterhood like no other because we care. It bothers me when people are out of work because I'm feeding my family. I want them to be the feed their family. It's just that simple. And I think my dad has showed me that's the path. Because at the end of the day, when you take care of them, they're going to take care of you. You ain't got nothing to worry about. That's what, that's what this is all about. Our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. Ryan Boyer, our special guest. Ryan, great stuff by you. Uh, Thanks, thank, thank you, you for uh, being vulnerable I appreciate uh, with that this, headset on. And as you can see from when you did the show with us, uh, J-Doc still blows right through the time queue. I can't control <laughs> you know, it. Okay, you can't control it. We'll take a commercial break. Back in a moment. Laborers Local 57 respectfully honors their dear departed friend and leader, the legendary Samuel Staten Sr. There is no one more deserving of induction into the Philadelphia Legends of Labor Hall of Fame than Mr. Staten. He was a tireless advocate for workers' rights and a visionary gentleman who earned the respect of fellow labor leaders and politicians alike. The hardworking members of Laborers Local 57 are pleased to honor Mr. Staten this evening and always. His tireless work ethic and humanity towards all will continue to inspire. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Today's program has been pre-recorded. On the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show as we broadcast to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to Ryan Boyer, J-Doc, for uh, jumping into our last segment. A very vulnerable and, and uh, Ryan Boyer, right. very passionate, very real uh, words from Ryan Boyer. Uh, Malik Staten is going to join us in just a moment, but... I promised her, I referenced uh, in the last um, segment a question from a member who was in the audience. And Sam, if you don't mind, I'm going to read that question yeah. to you. I think it's a great way to start the segment. And then we'll get Malik into the conversation. Uh, Don Richardson, a member since 2007, uh, posed the question, uh, how did Sam Sr. get motivated to join the union? And what year... And how many children did he have? And then it's a three-parter. Uh, what kind of work was he doing before Local 332? So I know there's a lot there, but it covers a tremendous amount of timeline. And it will give everybody, certainly in the listening audience and everybody who's here live, a real, real good perspective. Well, to start off, I remember working in the cleaners before he got into the union. Uh, he, his, him and his dad had a store, a grocery store uh, at one point. And then, fast forward, I remember construction boots. 
coming in the house um, in 1958-59 uh, that he got into the union um, and that's what it's been ever since then and he actually came into office in, in 1970 um, and haven't looked back but he have nine children uh, two three boys was in rest girls um, some of the girls are here I've seen Samir here. Um, I don't want to count the grandkids because it's a whole bunch of <laughs> It's a two-hour show. Sir. Yeah, yeah <laughs> two-hour show. Um, and what was the other question? Uh, what kind of work was he doing, which you, which you referenced? Uh, what motivated him to join the union? Do you have a thought on well, that? Well, his, his dad was a ride setter, um, and that definitely helped him because he was working in construction when his dad was setting rides. So... That, that was motivation for him to be in the same space as his dad, uh, which inspired me to be in the same place as my dad. And look at this guy. So, uh, so, so, and you mentioned that. And, and so, can't write a script any better than that, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, Don, well, uh, where's Don Richardson? He was a plant in the show today. Don, well done, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, so it reminds me a lot of our family, the same exact thing. One of the things that this show is about is knowing where we came from. Okay, we weren't born on third base, great leadership, and, uh, and, and, and so we see uh, our roots and where we came from in, in, in the labor movement with, with Sam Staten Sr. We see where we are with Sam Staten Jr. and Ryan Boyer, Butch Bennett, and, 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 and all of our leadership and all of our members and, and our families here. And what's even just as awesome is looking at the future of the labor movement in, in Malik Staten. The future of the labor movement is in great hands, ladies and gentlemen. And, and so, uh, Malik, welcome to the broadcast, my friend. Thank you, sir. We go way back, and uh, we know what it's like, both of us, to have legendary fathers and try to fill those shoes. We stopped that, even trying to do it after day one. Uh, here's an interesting question, and only a son of a labor leader. When did you become Malik Staten and not Sam Staten Jr.'s son and Sam Staten Sr.'s uh, grandson? I think I'll never be able to. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah. almost impossible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, though. That means a lot. Um, it's a beautiful thing when you when you come from uh, such uh, history makers. Uh, both of them are, are history makers, and I, I appreciate it. Um, I've been hearing that since I was a kid. I was about three years old, four years old. And you, your father's a great man. Your grandfather's a it's great a man. Thing, right. And uh, as you grow and you learn and you realize those genes are in you and you also see how things uh, can perpetuate in your, in your own life, especially now for me, hearing all the things, I, I realized my grandfather was a learner. Uh, he, he, he was serious and deliberate about learning. Uh, and when you learn, you grow and you become better and you become the best at whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, I realized that even at a young age for myself, I was an avid reader, I was a learner, and he would talk to me about those things. So uh, it's a great thing for me to even try to attempt to put my feet in those shoes, but I just watch and I, and I, and I admire. It's interesting because um, a lot of the things that, that Sam Jr. talked about, you know, when, 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 you're, when, a, when a union is growing, it's not always... You know, roses. I mean, you know, there's pushback. There's all kind. You know, change is not easy. Um, and I, I sat there in, in, in one of my first union meetings. My dad's up there talking, and I, there's all kinds of guys. You know, jumping. You know, we're talking about moving our union hall and all that. And he was on attack. I never saw anything like it. Okay. I after the union, I'm like 18 years old, and I walked up, and I'm like, Dad, 
you know, what, what's all that about? That was crazy. He goes, that's how we do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I chose a different path because I thought to myself, man, that, you know, I, 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 obviously I was a talker, so <laughs> there's nobody happier than me yeah. jumping in the radio than the iron workers that were working underneath of me. But what, at what point, uh, Malik, did you start to get the vision um, to get into labor leadership and, and to carry on that legacy? Well, I've always had questions. Uh, I always watched and wondered how things worked. Uh, and so it was easy for me. I would go to my dad and ask questions. I would go to my grandfather and ask questions. But my grandfather was, uh, he was actively giving me information. Um, and even as, at a young age, I didn't realize what that information was. But as I got older, and I even told my dad, and I shared this with him, I was trying not to make him cry, but y'all know how that go. Um, I, I told him, you know, when I would go see Grandpa, I would put my phone on the table and say, Grandpa, I'm recording. Uh, because I knew he was going to give me some jewels. I knew he was going, to, was going to tell me about life as it was, his vision, what he saw it as, and how we're all living in his vision today. Uh, but he spoke about this 30 years ago, um, and, and even 20 years ago. And I began to record him, and I compiled a lot of recordings on what he was thinking at the time and the things that he was doing. And so that was giving me the energy. That was giving me the thought process on what... I wanted to look like what I wanted things to be like. The, how how I would how I would interact with the membership. How I would interact with men, women, everyone. How everyone would interact with me. That's the most important thing to be able to listen and to be able to interact with people. And I watched how he moved and how people interacted with him. How everybody gravitated towards him because just like what was said before, when whatever the conversation was beforehand or how you felt beforehand, when you left from talking to him, you felt a million times better. I've heard so many stories about people coming for jobs. And get to talking to them and so much, they even forgot about the job. <laughs> they feel that much better about themselves and their situation they, wh- where they are. They stand in life that I'm leaving. Oh, oh, boss, I forgot that. Because that wasn't, that wasn't the, the end all be all. The, the wisdom that was the, being passed. Yes. Uh, it, it, uh, Sam, talk about how that makes you feel. You know, again, uh, you know what? Like myself, I think my dad wanted better. Me and my other brother, Corey, we played basketball pretty good when we were young. And he always used to talk about he wish he would have pushed us. Because he said, I've been watching y'all on TV. But we both came this way. It's not like he wanted it, but after we got here, he made sure he gave us what we needed to, to survive. Um, and at the same time, but this, is, this is an organization we want to deliver forever. So it's important that we lay a path. It's important we put people in place that care about the organization like we do. Because if you care about the people, the people are going to care about you. And I think... He's laid that, that pattern for us. You know, I have great members. I have members that I know would cross the line, do what I needed them to do for this organization and me. And it's important that those members' attitude have to be the same way. They have to want to have survival attitude because they want their children to come this path. It got to be here for the, their children and their grandchildren. Because at the end of the day, every night, everybody's not cut off for college. You know, construction's going to be here. It's a good living. It just you gotta want to do it, and that's the groundwork he laid for us, and the respect that he had for himself and others that put us in, in the position that we're in. You know, it's interesting because as I as, as as I hear you talk and and I hear Malik talk, and 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 part of what we what we when we when I kind of introduce what we're doing and what this is all about, in many ways it's about developing and inspiring the next the next generation of leadership. What your father did with you and with Malik in, in regards to inspire them. I've seen 
situations close up where unions did not develop the next generation. They thought that the, that, that, that the, individual, that, that the current leadership was going to you know, be there forever. And let me tell you something. It's a, it, you know, it, it's a, it's a, a hard uh, truth when you find yourself um, scrambling. For, there will never be another Sam Staten Sr. Never. Anywhere. Okay. But the legacy that he left through you, Sam Jr., and you're widely recognized and, and, and respected across the land, uh, you know, is what is going to develop the next generation on behalf of Sam Steiner. And, and Malik, uh, leadership is what you are the next generation. You, I mean, you're, you're, you're secretary, treasurer, business agent, local 332 now, but I'm just saying you know where this is going. In, in 10 years, you know, you may be sitting in your dad's seat or in, in, in Ryan Boyer's seat. I don't want. I don't so, want to count. I don't want to count the chicken too early. Yeah, no, I'm in twenty. I'm in thirty. I'm in thirty years. But I'm listen, in thirty years. Listen to this. It's important. It's, in, it's important. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I don't want him to think he's in line just because he's my son. No, I That's know. I didn't say that. A job got to be done. That's right. I know. That. People got to vote. People got to care for him. He like he care for the people. Right. You know, it's got to be a fit. Absolutely. I think when. My time came, not like I expected it, but he, my dad, think, I think you're ready. I yeah. think you're ready, he said. Yeah. He said, I was ready. I think you're ready. Oh. So for me, it's more of the members because they are what count. They have to say he's going to be next, not me. This is what greatness is right yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Because to, and I think, awesome. again, for me, if more unions were to put their members first, Right, we'd be in a better posture today because if you look at picket lines, you look at things that we do, we don't get a lot of success out of the unions because when they put themselves above the members, yeah, no, that's why they don't get the participation. That's right, you know. No question. So yeah, I don't want to count chick chicken too fast. You know, they, they'll grow, but in time. So so, and, and to piggyback off that, so everything that you said for a lot of people, that's pressure, right? That's no pressure for me because I love this. This is my passion, right? And, and not, not just, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's for that legacy. It's for what my grandfather sacrificed. It's for all those things. So that's without question. Um, and, and, and bigger than that, um, from his humble beginnings where he started um, and, and the drive that he had to make sure that everyone can make a living wage and everyone can take care of their families and go home safe, that's it. So that, I, that's no pressure. Um, not for me. I think like that. Um, those genetics were strong, very, very strong. So like I said, the, the learning and the leadership, um, I've heard stories about him being a kid and some kids had came in the neighborhood and they were just going crazy, doing all kinds of wild things. And one of the elders came to him and said, Sam, tell them boys to stop that. And he said, well, I'm going to tell them to stop. They're not going to listen to me. Said, well, yes, they will. And my grandfather went over there and said something to him. They wasn't even from the neighborhood and they stopped and they left. And I realized me even being a kid, I was always a leader. If I got into some crap, it was because of me. Not because I was following somebody. People followed me. I was always a leader, and I was always a forward thinker, but I was always for the people. Those are the genetics. And I'm grateful to have those genetics, and I'm clear on what that is, and I'm clear on why I'm here, and it's not for me. It's for everyone else. That's why I'm here.
The future of, of labor is, is bright. Joe Krause. Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, just for the benefit of everyone uh, who is joining us live, and of course for the benefit of the listening uh, audience. A couple of segments remain. Uh, on the other side of the break, Corey Robinson and Tony Lewis uh, will join us. Uh, one of the retirees will join. Uh, Robert Poulsen uh, will be along, and then Judge Lori Dumas will uh, finish it up. And then at the very end of the show today, J-Doc, um, the presentation, um, which we will conclude our event today with everyone uh, in the building. And as we go to the break, I will say this. When you leave this world, my mother used to say, what will they say? Well, we are hearing that answer and seeing that in real time. Back in a moment. Nobody. Samuel Staten Sr. was a giant in the American labor movement. Plumbers Union Local 690 is proud to be a part of tonight's inaugural Legends of Labor Hall of Fame ceremony. Honoring the late Sam Staten, we pay tribute to his enduring legacy in the labor movement. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. It is our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. Uh, as we roll along, stay with us. And again, a reminder, at the very end of the broadcast, a very special presentation. And uh, J-Doc sitting up front. J-Doc, you're going to be joined by Corey Robinson and Tony Lewis are going to join you. But before I throw the uh, audio back to you, I just want to point out, as we uh, roll cameras today and we shoot uh, the main table, uh, the sunshine is peeking through the upstairs uh, right on Sam Staten Jr., uh, <laughs> and the sun is coming through. J-Doc, back to you. Thanks, Joe, and, and, and uh, we're so proud to be here, it, it, you know, in, introducing uh, uh, Corey Robinson and Tony Lewis. Gentlemen, how are you? Fine, thank Great, you. Thank you. Uh, if you would, um, I'd like to talk about your fondest memories and, and, and uh, you know. So, so you know that's Sam Sr.'s brother. Well, then you got plenty of them. <laughs> uh, if you would, sir, uh, talk about your relationship and t talk about when your father, I mean, when your brother, right. when your brother um, started to get into to labor leadership and, and when you realized he's, he's clearly got something. Right. We go, of course, there were uh, all together, what was it, 13 children or 14 children because he had brothers and sisters on two sides of the family, but... We grew up together, uh, and in our house, uh, we had uh, my parents, and then there were two sisters, and then me. When I came home from the hospital, he just took to me. Uh, when I was four or five years old, he would get dressed, and I would get dressed, and he would take me around, and he, he was, like, so happy to have a little brother. And, you know, I, I think back during those days... Uh, what little brother didn't look up to their big brother? And he clearly was the kind of big brother. 
but I say to people all the time, you had to know him uh, because he was just so unique. And the things that he did, he didn't think twice about what he did. Uh, one of the questions that was asked, what did he do before getting into construction? He washed dishes. And I remember that right at the uh, diner there at 12th and Ridge Avenue there, he was a dishwasher there. Uh, but during that time, he contributed to the family always. I was fortunate enough to become the first uh, member of either side of the entire generations that had gone, male that had gone to college. We had women go to college. I was the first. And though Sam was working in, in construction, uh, he took his money because we were very poor and bought me clothes so I could go to college. And his friend said, um, you're investing in him, and when he gets his degree, he probably won't speak to you. <laughs> and as it turned out, we became the closest partners. When I, when I came back, um, I actually began kind of writing speeches for his predecessor. And then I got involved with the union. He brought me in. Um, there's just so many stories that we have. You know, most people don't know how funny he was. He was an absolute comedian. He could tell stories, and people would just laugh. He was just a tremendous, tremendous guy. And, and, and I'll tell you, that story tells it all. And, and the fact that making a difference and giving back, even to his own brother. Right. Who, so you could, you know, obviously meet your dream of, of, of a college right. education. Right. And uh, what you mentioned something earlier, uh, Sam Jr., in, in the fact that, you know, education today, and and and, and going, going back forever, not ever. You know, so it's fantastic. You know, a lot of our, I'm so happy my my son went to college, and right. um, a lot of us chose you know to to get educated and go into the trades. The, um, the but, smarter ones. But, <laughs> well, what's amazing about it is is that the education, you know, it it it, it lasts a lifetime. Right. Um, what did that mean to you when he you you saw that your own brother was willing to go to work? Uh, and, 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 and to make sure you had clothes on your back so you could go to college. And, and what you know is that a lot of brothers wouldn't have done that. Uh, they would have seen, you know, why? Sure, no, you know, why? Of course. I mean, why would they, would they do that? But again, you know, someone asked a question earlier if he was here uh, today. His nature would be to say why. Because he never, ever looked for any glory or expected any glory. It was always what he saw as a duty or responsibility. Uh, it was just him uh, to kind of do those kind of things. He would, when he started being recognized in the beginning, he would always say, why? Why are they recognizing me? And we said, for the great things that you're doing, you know, you're making an impact. We had our international president came to Philadelphia, and he had to come here because he could not believe that there was this little union here in town where Sam Staten Sr. put 900 men on the street to elect John Street, wow. who was a member. And the international president, I'll never forget, he said, we've had entire states where we can't get 900 people. Wow. And you got one little organization that put 900 people on the street. And, you know, we'll and, cha and change the course of an entire city, Absolutely. if not a state, it impacts nationally Absolutely. across the board. Uh, sir, if you would, uh, Corey, Corey. Corey, uh, Corey Robinson, welcome to the broadcast. If you would uh, uh, tell our audience uh, and our listeners out there um, your relationship to, to Sam Sr. and, and uh, your fondest moment. 
You, can, you well, can't tell. You mean, look at the picture. Look at the picture. Look at the picture. Yeah, Sam, I get that. But the listeners can't see the identical twin on, on, in the photo. Well, I'm the third. I'm, I'm number three from my dad. Um, and everything that my uncle just said, it was just, that was just him. And when you asked about a, a fine, fine memory of him, I could remember, I always knew that that was my dad. That, that was my dad. He always had me. I was always there. But I never knew what he was until one Christmas uh, party we had. We had, a, we had a Christmas party every year. And he never, not one time, not come down to meet his members. But this particular day, I noticed all these men coming in and they're going upstairs. I mean, from the mayor, I believe the governor, all the people from down City Hall. But what was going on, they had a little confusion down the convention center as far as jurisdiction. Everybody wanted to do this, ain't nobody want to do that, whatever. So they came down here and said, you know what, we know who's a fair guy. I'm talking about all these big political people came down here to see my dad. They say, listen, we need to find a way to see how we can get this work done. That's when I knew what he was. Wow. And, and that type of pride is, is it's, just unbelievable. Yeah. It's, um, He's one, especially one that come from, like you said, hum, humble beginnings. Man, this guy slept in the same bed. All right. <laughs> slept in the same bed. I mean, so. He, but, he and I slept, slept in the same right, bed. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I slept, me and my so, brother, too. Yeah. So for, for him to give back like, like, he, like he did, it was just natural. It was just natural. I think it was just something that he taught us. And as he always said, he always made sure that we understood that the members, was where I was, where our boss. And, and you know, Sam, you know, on, I'm your Facebook friend, and you use the word blessed a lot. Did you realize how blessed you were? Uh, or at least at what point did you realize that you are, in a sense, and, and that goes the same for you, Corey, uh, walking in the, in, in, the, in the footsteps of greatness? Well, it wasn't always blessed first. <laughs> okay. Blessed came with some trouble. <laughs> After I went through the trouble, then I realized how blessed I was. Um, and even with that, uh, it gave me the opportunity to really look at myself, to realize how blessed I am, and then return the blessings. Because, you know, uh, life is so good, God is so good, you know, I could have been another place, doing something else, or maybe not be alive. But he brought me in, showed me some stuff to do. Um, he was family. He was a person that cared about his family 100%. He loved his members 100%. And you can't help but taking that value to the next level because it's on you. It's just like, it's just human nature. First, you don't dislike somebody when you don't even know them. You get to know a person didn't have feelings. And, I, and what the membership showed us, again, you care about me, I care about you. And that's how we've been able to be so successful because this organization believes in backing up what we say. You know, it's interesting, and, 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 and Tony, I'll ask you this, because um, you, you put a lot of individuals in, in, a, in a situation where, you know, they're responsible or, you know, you know, for thousands of people, if you count the families, and even the greatest of people, you know, might, might crumble under that pressure. Right. Um, at what point did you realize that the magnitude of your brother and, 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 and the fact that, he, you know, not only did he lead them, but he impacted their lives like almost no one could? Oh, I think probably um, 
Because you, you knew he was special as a brother, but at, the end at of one it, point you're like, holy cow. Again, it, it was a really a growing process. Again, you have to understand him. For years, he had no idea how powerful he was. He never saw power. He just did what he did. And, you know, he, he would have a dinner, and he would say, you know, put this dinner together, and we would put this dinner together, and everybody, the mayor and everybody would show up. And he would be astonished that they would, would come because he just did not uh, you know, think that he, he, he merited that. He just did what he did naturally. Oh, Corey, uh, take, we have about 30 seconds left in this segment. Uh, final thoughts in, 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 in what you want to say and what you want people to know about your father. Um, it's a whole lot. and It, uh, it would take more than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't, my, he was just special. Um, he was just genuine. Um, and like I said, I think it was just the way he come up made him, like Mike Tony said, like far as getting the accolades and stuff like that, that, that just wasn't, wasn't him. I used to go in his office and I used to watch all of the awards and, and um, plaques and stuff that he yeah. had in there. And, and he told me this thing about that. He said, when, you, when somebody give you an award, it's because they were rewarded. And that's what he did most, he rewarded people. And in, 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 in bringing that back, they would give him awards. And that, that's just what was him, you know. Awesome. It's our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. As we go to a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, two segments remaining. And then at the very end of the live show, we have an award to present back in a moment. The Laborers International Union of North America, Local Union 332, is proud to be the title sponsor of the inaugural Legends of Labor Hall of Fame Ceremony, honoring the life and career of the legendary Samuel Staten Sr. Mr. Staten is widely regarded as one of the greatest labor leaders in American history. The principles of hard work, honor, and integrity that he embodied continue to define the membership of Laborers Local 332. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, it's a very special Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. And J-Doc, you know, as I listen and I consume the content that's being said today, and there are so many lessons and so many stories that oh still God. have meaning uh, today. Uh, we roll into our final two segments before we have uh, our presentation. Robert Polson is sitting, uh, for those watching on video, Robert Polson is sitting uh, to my left uh, 57 years uh, in the local. Awesome. Robert, well done. Awesome. Awesome. And J-Doc, if there's one other thing you'll notice about Robert, I don't know if you picked it up or not, but he almost rocks a Kango as good as I do, but Robert looks very good. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, first of all, Robert, welcome to the broadcast. Yes. It's great Glad to, to be here. It's great to have you. And if you will, um, talk about your relationship with, with, with Sam State and Senior and, and, and what he meant to you. He, is a, he meant a lot to me. Because at one time, I used to drive him around all the way to the end. 
but he really took me for a ride. Believe me, I was riding, driving him, but he took me for a ride. He was so humble. He was a guy you couldn't help but to love him. And I loved him. I miss him too. But Sam Jr. taking over. Yeah. And he but, but it's and I'm sure his dad would be proud of him. And, 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 and having said that, um, you know, you, you, were, you were there for some incredible moments probably. You, you, the conversations I, 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 I can I was, only imagine. I was. If I was a real speaker, I'd stay here for a couple hours <laughs> talking about the man that I love. He was a good guy. He was humble. I never heard him say a harsh word to anyone. He took me under his wing. It was a blessing that he took me under his wing because I, I grew from listening and watching the way he moved. And, and, and talk, if you, had, if you had a fond memory, I know you probably have thousands. Just can't put them all in the words, though. But give me one uh, or two that would that, that, you know, that, that, be cool for people to hear. They gotta be really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't think of just one. It was a numerous times because I used to be all in left field, but he taught me how to come back in the right field. Yeah. Well, listen, I, 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 yeah, no, it go was ahead. just it was just my nature at that time, but he taught me how to be more humble. And, and it must have been an incredible privilege to, to you know, obviously you spent a lot of, you know, a lot of moments lot in, with him. And, and well, he's, he made a difference in so many lives. You know, it, 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 you were, you lay witness to, uh, you know, so, so Sam Sr. was a, a man of the people. And my father, it, it reminds me of a lot of the things. When I think of my father, he would sit down mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, he would say that he would, sit, he would stand at the bar at the, we, you know, we had a hall kind of like this and with, with, with an apprentice iron worker after a union meeting for 30 minutes talking shop and, and, and with, or, or, or with some of our members and then uh, Senator Street, I see Senator Street here and, and there he goes and, and uh, uh, Senator Anthony Williams and there's a bunch of dignitaries here and I, I know uh, Josh Shapiro, our next governor is going to be here soon and, and, but as much as an honor as it is to, to, to hang out with the, with the fellows and the dignitaries I'm sure the same senior, it was the same thing. He would, he would just as well work, ha, you know, hang out with those guys as he would the members. Yes, I was real, really close to Sam senior, very close to him. Whenever he had to go to a meeting, I would take him to the meeting and wait on him. Awesome. And just like Sam Jr. said, how he used to walk around, didn't want nobody to hurt his daddy. That, that wasn't going to happen while I was there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Mr. Paulson, we really appreciate your time. Yes. And uh, I wish we could have been a fly on the wall. I'm just lost for words. But That's all right. There's so many great things that I learned from him. Sam? Yep. Great. You know, again, uh, Bobby is one of our retirees that always around. Like you said, he was real close with my dad. Uh, you know, Bob, what he didn't want to say, long, 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 long time ago, he was riding another kind of fence. And then he got to talk to my dad and came over to the right awesome. train to run and you know he's been a loyal a member a loyal supporter for ever since uh, because he realized I was making a mistake and his way I correct my mistake and he's been on board with us 100% and that's, and, that's great. and his daddy never held that against me wow 
great he, example. He told, during election time, he said, win or lose, we're going to always be friends. And that, we always was friends. Too. Awesome. And Robert, I loved him. Robert Paulson, thank you so much for joining us on yes, the broadcast. Yeah, Glad really to be good, here. man. 57 years. Well done, sir. Uh, as the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show, we take uh, our final break. On the other side, Judge Lori Dumas will wrap up the uh, live broadcast, and then we will invite everyone in the room up to the front of the center stage, uh, and we will have one incredible presentation to close it out. You're listening to the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. The members of Steamfitters Union Local 420 are proud to honor the late, great Samuel Staten Sr. in tonight's first Legends of Labor Hall of Fame ceremony. Mr. Staten was a nationally renowned and respected labor leader who spent more than half a century defending the rights of working families. Sam also had the unique ability to bring all sides together for the common good of the labor movement. He defined the term legend. Sam's contributions to the Philadelphia labor community will never Never be forgotten. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And welcome back, everyone, to our Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. And you know, Jay Doc, as I come back to you uh, for what has been just an incredible day, and for our final segment, I almost wonder if this is what we thought it was going to be. Because it's, it's, I will say that it, if 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 this is what. Or what, or what we thought or what we expected, uh, this has exceeded the oh. highest expectations that could have ever been created. Absolutely. Really well done, Sam. I, I, just a great, just an unbelievable morning. So, so you know, uh, it only happened because I sent a letter out. Because I wanted the members to know that my dad, their leader, was being honored and I, I thank everyone for showing up because it showed me how much you care about him. And I wanted to make sure y'all be a part of it. Well, sure. and, and, and if you, which is the reason going into the last break, Sam, that I referenced, everyone in the room will join you center stage uh, for when we present uh, the award for the induction. Uh, and what a moment that will be in a great way, Jay doc to finish it up. And, and I do want to say one thing. What's really important is we, 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 when we created, you know, when we were putting things together, we initially called it the Legends of Labor. But then we, we, we talked about it and, and we felt like uh, and, this, and, and Sam Staten Sr. is, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the perfect individual to honor in our inaugural uh, induction. But this is, this is worthy of a Hall of Fame. And the reason that's important is this, because this is in perpetuity. This is the beginning of something that eventually will have an enshrinement and a, a location where all the plaques and, and, and all the... Um, the honorees are listed, but he will always be the first. And so, yeah, Joe Kraus, this is absolutely, uh, this is absolutely is exceeding expected expectations, but not, it doesn't surprise me. And so having said that, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic to bring in uh, Judge Lori Dumas. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Well, I'm fantastic. Um, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, if you would, uh, <laughs> 
talk about your relationship with, with, with Sam Staten Sr. And, and, and what he meant to you and, and how he impacted your life. Sure. First of all, thank you so much, Sam, for giving me the opportunity to sit at this table today. Um, Sam, wow. So in my, in, in my mind, I was one of the children that he actually helped to birth. <laughs> um, Sam took me because of Tony. I worked for Tony at the time, Tony Lewis. I was working for him at the Housing Association. I was an attorney, and I wanted to be a judge. And Tony took me to Sam, and without any questions whatsoever, he said, I'm with you. And 20, almost 21 years later, um, he's still with me, right? 332 is still with me because he took me, yes. I, just on his word, and that is how strong his word and his support was and still is. Um, they welcomed me, with welcome, welcome, welcomed me with open arms here at the union, but also in the family. As I said, I, I, you can't tell me I'm not a Staten. <laughs> and um, I love them because of him and our, our relationship. I think they love me. They always show me that love. And I would not, let me just say this, when I just ran statewide for the seat um, in which I'm sitting, when I went before the labor caucuses, and it was brought to the attention of them, not just from me, but from other labor um, leaders that were there, that I was Sam Staten's candidate, it opened so many doors. Even now, in 2020, it was 2021 then. So his impact on my life, my professional life, my personal life, he and Tony are both God, godfathers jointly to my baby girl, who's now 15. So, you know, our relationship extends far beyond the political, far beyond anything professional, but we're family. And I will say, I listened to everything that everyone said. Two things I did not hear today. He was an avid golfer. He loved golf and elephants. And elephants. That's awesome. Yes. You know, it, the first thing I thought of when you told me that story is, as a judge, you know, it's a great responsibility, and, and, and it's your responsibility that makes him important decisions on a daily basis. Sam Staten Sr. was a, a judge, a great judge of oh, character. Yeah. Almost definitely. Yeah. And his, his ability to be able to obviously, uh, you know, understand your character and know that you'd be a great judge uh, and make a difference, you know, where, you're, you know, where you are lives on today. Sam? She's one of those candidates I was talking about that the party didn't want to support it the first time around. Mm -hmm. It's talking about she wouldn't make it. And my dad wasn't having it. And I mean, we had to go around and talk to war leaders. And you know, back then, you had to put the money in the envelope and do whatever you had to do to pay the, for the people in the street to work. Um, and we did what we had to do to make sure she won because it was important for us. And what we were determined the party would not would dictate her future. And then what kind of pride do you have in knowing and, and, and seeing you know, uh, how successful uh, Lloyd Dumas has become? Greatly. Uh, again, it's because of the members sitting in this room. Yes. That absolutely. every day went up in the street and making her, her name known to say she's a candidate, she's our candidate, vote for her, that she's here. And what we consider her is, is family. She's part of this organization. My dad took on her like a daughter. And we worked hard to make sure she got where she is and she deserved to be there. That's the difference. She didn't get there just because. Thank you. 
she deserved to be there. Talk about that responsibility, Judge. Listen, those are, it's a huge responsibility because every time I put that robe on, every time I, I get on the bench, whether it was the trial court or now the appellate court, I know that it is on the shoulders of Sam Staten Sr., all of the leadership, all of the membership. I'm responsible to them. They're, I'm accountable to them because they're looking, you know, they don't want to be embarrassed. And I never wanted to embarrass Sam the leadership here, or the membership, because I knew that they, once again, without knowing who I was, most, most of the people in this room, I know because of Sam Sr. And I always want to make sure that I'm doing the very best so that they know that they trusted him who trusted me. And I will never, ever take that for granted. Well, um Judge Lori Dumas, I want to thank you for thank being you. here during this celebration. Thank you. Continued success and and and, and great job and and uh, you know I can't I, you know just I can't think of uh, you know a, a better individual to 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 to, to lay witness. Judge always gets the last word. Right, that's right. I'm going to be nice to her that's too, just in case. Uh, <laughs> we'll end it with one last thought from Sam, um, as the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame induction show. Uh, comes to a close, uh, and it's from our um, from Don Richardson again, who had a follow-up uh, to his question, Sam, and he wanted to just probe a little bit about your father's philosophy, um, and I think it's a great way to end. I, I know we don't have a lot of time for you to uh, opine a long time, but there must be something in there that will resonate. Uh, and again, Don Richards, uh, Don Richardson, great stuff from Don, just uh, helping us. J-Doc, by the way, I'm going to talk to Don about replacing you if you don't start watching the cues. Uh, go ahead, Sam. I would think uh, one of his attributes would be treat people as you want to be treated uh, because he was such a mild-mannered person and um, the loud roughness that I saw in my life, I'd never seen him present that to the membership when he spoke to them. I don't care how angry he might have been. He had a tone about himself that was very professional. Um, and he just never stopped caring. You know, that's just the person he was. Uh, and it gives us something really to, to live on because the person he was. And I think that's why people were so attracted to him because he was such a low-keyed, always a loving person, always could sit and have a conversation but you don't be upset. Even though he knew he was going to do something other later, he would show you the respect to talk to you, get your answers on things, how you felt, and know that at the end of the day he was going to make a decision. So um, those things live within me today uh, that uh, is strong for us as, as family um, with him because he was the leader of our family uh, and he showed us a good path to follow. So, Jade, I'll give you the last word 30 seconds. Uh, I just want to say, uh, I'm gonna. I want to thank Sam Jr. Obviously, you know, for for putting this th together and giving us the opportunity to honor Sam Sr. in in an appropriate manner and something that is is going to live on in perpetuity. I cannot think of a more appropriate individual uh, to honor as our in, inaugural uh, Legends of Hall of Fame uh, honoree uh, than Sam Staten Sr., a true legend of labor. Thank you, everybody. 
And that is going to do it for this edition of uh, Legends of Labor, our Hall of Fame induction show. And while we're broadcasting on radio and J-Doc, just to go back to what you said in the very beginning, radio being theater of the mind, uh, I'd love for everyone that is in the audience here uh, to please stand. I would like to end the show with a standing ovation for you, from you, as we say goodbye. So we'll do it on three. One, two, three. See you next time, everybody. The Legends of Labor Hall of Fame. Samuel Staten Sr. Honoring the career, the legacy, and the induction of Samuel Staten Sr. Labor's Local 332, a true legend of labor. Whereas the Legends of the Labor Hall of Fame honor and recognize in perpetuity those leaders of labor, past and present, who have made an indelible, indelible mark on their union, their community, and the labor movement. Therefore, on this 22nd day of October 2022, the Philadelphia Area Union Community and the members of the Pro Labor Broadcast Media are proud to recognize longtime Labor's Local 332 business manager Samuel Satan Sr. as the inaugural member of the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame and honor well deserved. The Laborers International Union of North America, Local Union 332, is proud to be the title sponsor of the inaugural Legends of Labor Hall of Fame Ceremony, honoring the life and career of the legendary Samuel Staten Sr. Mr. Staten is widely regarded as one of the greatest labor leaders in American history. The principles of hard work, honor, and integrity that he embodied continue to define the membership of Laborers Local 332. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.